0: You're listening to Cryptocurrent, the only podcast that explores the bold projects, exciting opportunities, and the growing reach of blockchain and cryptocurrency. Whether you've got skin in the game or you're just crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay Cryptocurrent. Now here's your host, Richard Carthon.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by SIFChain. The world's first Omnichain decentralized exchange. SIFChain is the future of DeFi with its more performant and robust crypto economics for trading security, more flexible trading capabilities, and extensible Omnichain roadmap and eventual true DAO governance. Built with the Cosmos SDK, SIFChain processes substantially more transactions per second than Ethereum, making it 100 times more efficient than the current leading DEXs. For more information, go to SIFChain.Finance. Again, that's SIFChain.Finance. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Crypto Current. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have another amazing interview for you. We have a person working on a really cool project named Sift Chain that you need to look into, really helping to enhance a lot of this uh, omni-chain decentralized exchanges. So we have Jared Moore, the Director of Marketing. How are you doing today?
0: Doing great. Thank you, man. excited to be here.
1: No doubt, man. Well, excited to learn more about you and dive more into all the amazing things you're working on with Sift Chain. But first, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself?
0: I'm, so I'm the director of marketing. Um, I've done a lot of marketing in the direct consumer space. I first got into like blockchain marketing in about 2017. in um, that first bull market when everybody thought that was the super cycle in itself, you know, <laughs> and then everybody found out that wasn't the case. But I've been with Sift Chain now for a few months and it's been amazing. The Team is like one of the hardest working and one of the most competent teams actually that I've ever like been with. And they're all just smart, um, great communication. It's really interesting. And then just being in this space too, it's been like the coolest thing ever. So <laughs> just been in marketing for like probably five, six years now. That's awesome, man.
1: And with that, what was your first introduction to the crypto blockchain space? like? When did you first hear about it? And then, like, how did you even find out about the opportunity at Sifchain?
0: Oh, man. Everyone always has that, like, early Bitcoin story, right? I think it was, I don't know, sophomore year of high school. A friend at the lunch table said, Hey, you want to buy some Bitcoin for $10. I'm like, What's that? He's like, It's like internet money, kind of. I'm like, Yeah, no, I'm good. (laughs) And then about 2016 rolls around and I'm like, Dude, what is this thing? And then he explains it. And so I, I really, we got into bitcoin and then i think it was ethereum right after and then just learning just more about everything in the blockchain space and then there's all these new protocols and all this new funding that happens and then you know now we're all in the rabbit hole right and then like we were saying before this started like no one can really uh sleep in here unless you like make dedicated time because there's so much coming out but yeah so that's that's how we got into it
1: you bring up a really good point of like you're always on in the world of crypto blockchain if you're really in it just because there's always something new it's 24 hour cycle when this world is side of the world sleeping, uh, the other side of the world is up, and vice versa. But again, you you found out it when it was worth like ten bucks, and it's very much appreciated since then. But as you start to learn more about it, you learn about Bitcoin, you learn about Ethereum, and you start your your career. How did you get into the world of of crypto blockchain? Like, when did you decide, okay, this is a world that I really want to like dive in and be all in on?
0: Yeah, it was like early 2017. So it's it's when. Uh, the market started to increase a little bit, caught my attention, and then it really hit the 2017 bull run. Luckily, I got into like the marketing side of things before that big run up. It was 2017 and late 2016 that really was like, this is something not normal. And it's like my initial chance to like do something big. Right? I was born too late for the dot-com boom, but this is like the next one. So... <laughs>
1: No, absolutely. I I make a lot of references to that. But you get into it in 2017 and then you kind of stay within the space through a a bear cycle, which I do want to go ask you a question about that later. But now you're with SIFChain. They're working on all amazing stuff. What is SIFChain and and what are some of the different things that y'all are working on right now?
0: So, SIFChain is an Omnichain DEX. Basically, it's a a Cosmos Tendermint um, SDK. It's an Omnichain DEX, meaning it connects all of the EVM chains and Ethereum to Cosmos. So now you have a bridge basically from Cosmos to Ethereum and to any EVM chain, like Polygon, Binance Smart Chain in the future, um, all that type of stuff. It's kind of interesting to see like the liquidity and the attention in Ethereum now being able to be swapped into Cosmos. It's kind of powerful (laughs) because we're the only one to do that. So, with IBC.
1: That's really awesome, man. And one of the things that I want to spend just a moment on is just... I've always been a really big Ethereum fan, but I've actually started to become less and less of an ETH fan this year because of gas. Gas is absolutely turning me and I feel like a lot of other people away from the Ethereum blockchain because it's becoming so outrageous. Like the the way that I like to explain it is, is if you went to a bank and said, hey, I want to take out $200. And they said, oh, that's going to be 150 bucks to do that. You would be furious, but we do it every day for Ethereum blockchain. It's like, how do we start to solve some of those problems? And I believe things like this can help solve that.
0: So it has high fees for a reason. I love the Ethereum and the Ethereum community. It has high demand. Now, is the, the network perfect? No. Should it move? Like a lot of the transactions move to other chains like Cosmos, Solana maybe even, if they don't go down? Yes. A lot of the, the data processing should not be done on Ethereum. I think really that's where Cosmos kind of stands out, especially being this like connector between all the EVM chains um, and the high Ethereum cash fees are, they're not sustainable, especially like normal people can't do that. Normal no. people can't spend $40 to send $5. So
1: exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, when crypto and all this was made is decentralized and, and meant to give and, and empower people and give people access and this is these gas wars are turning it to only literally the wealthy or those who have money, the ability to go and make transactions. And and I don't want to go too much on a riff on this, but like just because it's been happening so much, like any protocol that can like help not make that a thing, I'm for. And like I've also been a big more and more of a fan of Cosmos because it's really trying to help solve that problem and solve some of the foundational issues that unfortunately ETH is having. So if you don't mind, can you kind of like speak to like why y'all chose Cosmos to like kind of build this on?
0: So Jazir chose Cosmos. Yeah. And, and I just found it too. Um, it, it was the majority of the, the speed of the networks of Cosmos being about a hundred times faster than Ethereum. The fees are an issue. So that's part of the development on there. And then there's enough space basically to build all the tools necessary rather having to rely on other like pre-built tools in the cosmos space. So like explorers and uh, wallets and things. So.
1: Got it. No, yeah. that's a good reason uh, to build on cosmos for sure. And again, I wasn't trying to t- uh, take it too far in, in, in one direction, but you know, as people have been using uh SIF chain, what have been a lot of the different use cases as you start seeing users come on, uh, how have they been able to integrate SIF chain into their day-to-day operations?
0: It's interesting because the Cosmos ecosystem is in this like space where there's a lot of really strong developers, but like all of the liquidity and the funding is on Ethereum. In comparison, so now we're starting to see like the smart contracts and the like NFTs and uh, different games being built on Cosmos. So for now, for the majority of activity, it's more of like staking and like this like early network feel of like everybody's just like staking and getting. Equity or like the token rewards, your governance tokens of each platform. Um, so that's the majority of what's happening in the cosmos space. It feels like early Ethereum or like early not EOs. You know, I guess I can only compare it to early Ethereum, where it's just like just like land grab of like you're trying to get the early Uniswap tokens, you're trying to get the early compound tokens, you're trying to get the, you know. So
1: no, definitely. And as that's being built out and something I try to Relay to everyone that watches the show and is, is getting into the crypto space is that all of this stuff takes time to build. So if you look at a lot of the projects who ran up in the 2017 bull run and now this go around are having even more stellar run ups because they've been able to build out their platforms a lot more. They've been able to build more infrastructure. They've been able to build more use cases on top of their protocols or have more use cases for their coins or etc. So things take time. Ultimately, things take time, and so. Cosmos is right now and has has been building and is continuing to build, but it's day is coming. I, I personally believe, you know, with, with the Omnidex and, and everything that you have been building, what are some of the things within the pipeline that you think people should be aware of and, or, and are, or, are, are, you know, has you and the team excited?
0: Yeah, there's a, a ton of liquidity programs going right now. And that's, some of the most insane APYs I've ever seen. <laughs> like People were posting screenshots on Twitter the other day of over 5,000% APY on some like liquidity pools. It was insane. Because we have this bounty program called SIFS Harvest that's running right now. So you basically add liquidity to any pool and they're just monster APY numbers. Obviously, more people file in, those numbers drop a little bit, but they're still, I think, over 1,000% APY right now. There's a bonus pool we're doing with the Juno project right now. They just launched on Osmosis and on CivChain now. But basically, we're allocating a million Rowan tokens to people that just in there. So if you add liquidity to that, you're getting this harvest, but you're also getting this bonus million Rowan, like a share of that. So that's insane. Validating and delegating right now is about 67 to 70%. Uh, just staking or delegating to a validator. And that doesn't even include transaction fees. So that's crazy. <laughs> Expect when we'll be launched a uh, trading competition soon. So yeah. We we have a huge TVL now. It's about 50 million. So the trading competition is gonna have like way better trades. Trading volume should go up. Yeah. A lot of stuff so, happening. A lot real of UI. With your
1: with your with your TVL for the newbie. What is a TVL?
0: So token value lockup. And that's basically the amount of value locked up inside of your platform or your game or your decks.
1: Thank you. Appreciate that. And the reason I try to go and bring some of that up sometimes when the uh, newer listeners that come in, like we'll just throw out verbs that we all know, but it's good to just have someone break that down. So total value locked. And what's pretty insane is so APY's annual percentage yield, you go and you provide liquidity to some of these pools, which basically you go in, you have a certain amount of money, you then put it into a pool and then it earns you money for locking up and validating that particular pool. How are y'all able to get these kinds of insane types of APYs? Like those are some of the, the largest I've, I've ever heard of.
0: Yeah. So for the validating and delegating, we have network staking rewards going live or live again. So basically that's just like validator, validator like inflation rewards. The SIFS Harvest, which is this insane like APY program. This is basically just like our fund of RAW one tokens that we are just using to basically increase the amount of people that can, you know, join the network, right? So if we increase the system network income, that increases the ability for Sifchain to survive long-term because more network income means more, obviously, value for everybody else. (laughs) Right. For the validators, for the team, for community.
1: No, definitely. And and thank you for, for breaking that down. And it sounds like there's a lot of excitement around that and, with building out the network and as this continues to kind of flourish, as we kind of look at the ma- macro and the greater crypto community and everything that's going on, where do you see SipChain kind of growing out into the future? And just like, as we look at the greater crypto landscape, why is it important that we continue to have uh, liquidity providers and uh, DEXs to keep bridging gaps? It's kind of
0: interesting to see the development of like this team right now because we are the only one bridging like Cosmos to Ethereum like through IBC efficiently. So I really only see us obviously extending that further um, to other EVM chains, but being the connector of multiple chains is going to be a big thing. Um, so you have you have most right now most uh, like liquidity on Ethereum, um, but you have most. Um, scalability elsewhere, at least until other solutions happen on Ethereum, but that could be years, which is a long time in crypto, especially when we were talking like, like every minute of the day, something happens. So until then, if then, scaling needs to happen elsewhere. So as scaling happens elsewhere, the ability to connect those chains together, like I really think of this as if we have a single company offering a service or a good, that's not how the world operates. we have multiple companies offering multiple services or goods. That's kind of a distributed protocol system in a sense, because you don't just have your Ethereum or your Apple, right? You also have your Samsung, you also have your your Google, your, you know, whatever. So there's going to be multiple chains. If you believe in a multiple chain future, it makes the most sense to connect them, right? Because if you have an asset, in one bank, you have to be able to wire money to another bank. Or if you have an NFT in one bank, you have to be able to send that NFT somewhere else. Or like there has to be connectivity or else you're just going to have these siloed ecosystems, which is not going to happen. It it can't happen. Especially like (laughs) you're adding invisible borders, right? Right. IBC is going to win. It is. And and again,
1: I'm going to break two more of these down. So can you explain what IBC is in the EVM chains?
0: Oh, yeah. So IBC is inter blockchain connectivity. So connecting all these blockchains will win. And then EVM is Ethereum virtual machine. And basically, that's like the thing on Ethereum that lets you run smart contracts, in a sense.
1: Got it. So definitely appreciate that. And again, these, like you said, these silos, these different blockchains and ecosystems that are trying to be run up by themselves and say, like, come play nicely with me instead of saying, Interoperability. Interoperability is the big word that keeps on being tossed around and is very important. And the companies that are figuring out how to do that, like yours, I think are going to be the big winners because we have to keep finding ways to bridge all of these amazing ecosystems together and to solve for challenges that are out there. Again, going back to the Ethereum gas problem, if some of those transactions could be then run on Cosmos, Solana, other places so that the gas fees don't have to be as ridiculous as they are. It's really helping to solve a problem. So, you know, I'm optimistic that as more interoperability is put out into the ecosystem, that companies actually jump on it and make it more friendly for all these different ecosystems to play nice together.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of cool because having different ecosystems or networks, you get the option to choose where you want to store like your funds or whatever at. So if I have something on Ethereum, I don't have to just stay on Ethereum. I can now just house all my assets on Cosmos. Right. Like you don't have to be on Ethereum. You could literally be on Cosmos. You can choose to be wherever you want. That's crazy. So if you you prefer a certain network's type of security, like you get to choose where you want to go.
1: Power to the people, and it's it's given people options and choices, which I think is absolutely essential and necessary. But a question I wanted to go back to, which I said I would come back to early in the conversation was, with you being in marketing, you survived uh, the bull run of 2017 and also survived the bear cycle of basically 18 to 20. What would you encourage people who listen to this, who are part of companies or, or who have not necessarily experienced a bear cycle yet? What kind of nuggets could you give them so that they can understand how to persevere during those types of times?
2: Hey, Cryptocurrent Crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in Cryptoland. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7pm Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent.
0: Yeah. If it's like a person financially, if they're just looking for like gains, right? If the goal is easily long term, it's a marathon. It's okay to miss out on a 2x. If it saves you from missing a downfall of 70 to 80%, it's okay. Like, yeah, it'll suck. But at least you like the the loss is going to be way worse than the actual gain. So that's something personally. Or if, like, if you have like enough cash and you just want to like keep your crypto, you don't have to sell your crypto, just don't think about it. If it's a company, take into account bull markets and bear markets. That's what a lot of people didn't do in 2017. And I haven't heard of some of these projects since. I'm not going to name them, but a lot of companies need to understand that, y- y- yes, this could be the super cycle, but still maintain enough uh, burn rate or cash flow to sustain a burn rate for however long you need, right? It's a marathon. There will be more more bull markets. There's going to be more bear markets. There's going to be, you know, that's just how markets work. But exactly.
1: No, I think, I think, I think that's good. I think that's a good mindset to look at it. It's a marathon, not a sprint and a good reminder to take profits, even as companies go and raise money, even as you know, your company might be thriving right now in this moment, make sure you have a little nest egg back there just in case, uh, because it happens. And sometimes when the bear markets happen and there's a, Flash crash, it happens very quickly and it could happen pretty much at any point. So, again, not to make anybody FUD or anything like that, but it's always a good plan to, if you're up, take some profit, put it, it aside. Not it's not FUD,
0: it's responsible. Like, yeah. Like, you don't have to be a Superman and get a four X just to make, you know, like some stakeholders or somebody happy, like, sustain it. Like, if you're there for the project, like, it's a long term thing, you know?
1: Right. Having have diamond hands instead of paper hands for sure. But hey, man, as we as we kind of wrap up here, I always like to finish on two fun questions. The first one's just going to be about with all the information you have right now, and if you could go back to yourself when you first got started in the crypto space or right when around you know early 2017, what's two to three pieces of advice you'd give yourself?
0: Take profits when there's major run-ups. Just don't sell. Don't trade. Don't try to trade. I'm not a good trader. Don't trade. <laughs> Most people are not good traders. They should not trade.
1: <laughs> um, so. I brought this up on a uh, previous conversations, but the way that I frame it is people come in, think that they're traders and they're investors and they get wrecked. If you come in with an yeah. investor mindset, you'll probably end up being okay. But if you come in thinking that you can out trade people who literally do this all day, every day, good luck.
0: Or if you can beat the bots, good luck. Right.
1: <laughs> for sure, man. Well, hey, again, you know, this has been a very enjoyable conversation. But as we kind of wrap up here, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners here today?
0: Keep an open mind for the crypto space. You know, I, I, I see a lot of maximalists in some of the older chains. I really love the Ethereum space, but there, there are some maximalists there that are, in a sense, kind of toxic just keep an open mind different chains can accomplish different things there's no one-stop-shop solution for everything just as there are you know millions and millions of companies around the world solving different problems and solutions and they're small or big or medium it's kind of the same way as the networks are popping up so in a sense it's it's like if the brain was recreating itself digitally right we don't just have like a single neural pathway right we have different networks connecting you know your memory to your your smells to your you know Everything else, your motor function, to everything else. So, just keep an open mind on new chains. Keep an open mind on uh, usability of these things. You know, can people send normal people, like normal people around the world, like think of an average person from each geo location? Can they send a fifty dollars transaction fee? Most people can't. So, and just because maybe somebody who got an early has a bunch of Bitcoin or ETH or whatever can do that because they have a big stockpile, does that mean it's still? Like viable for everybody else,
1: probably not. Right. No, that's a really good point. Not that's really good imagery, especially when you as it relates to like if the internet was recreating the brain. Like I think that was really good. Don't mind me if I use that. I'll give you credit. But that was. So oh, of course. That was a really good yeah. imagery. Here's
0: another one. Blockchain is like DNA, you know, carrying from like generation to generation, From block to block. That's a good one too.
1: That is a good one. That's, hey, any any other gems you want to throw in there at the end, man? This is <laughs>
0: those are those are solid. No, those are yeah. two.
1: Those are two really good ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all I got.
1: <laughs> awesome, man. Well, again, thank you for spending some time with us. What are ways that people can connect with you and learn more about SifChain?
0: Twitter. Um, that's a big one, either for myself or for Chain. When SifChain is just like at SifChain, Telegram community for SifChain is really popping off. That's on the website. So SifChain.finance is a website. That has all the information, all the documents for like each topic of SifChain is docs, D-O-C-S dot sifchain.finance that's going to be for the best information you can get and then just twitter honestly for sifchain
1: excellent well again man really appreciate you spending some time with us today and for everyone listening stay cryptocurrent hey cryptocurrent crew we want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there it's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community each episode we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us for today we would like to share this review Today's review comes from Tulane Tyler. Richard's insight and commentary on the podcast is invaluable. Not only is it incredibly educational, but also fun and engaging at the same time. Great work on the podcast. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date on the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew Deritter with Derrida Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to Productions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent.